Newton's third law of physics states, for every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. Scientifically, we understand this means what goes up must come down. So if every action has a consequence, what does that mean for the decision-making process? When you have a choice to make to stay or to go, we're here to tell you that eventually you'll reap what you sow. So today we're going to talk about reaping what you sow. All right, Chris, and my mind jumps around to a lot of different you know, places when I think about this concept. The first place that my mind goes to is sin. You know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, does God punish sin? Is that the type of God that you serve? Is he the God that's going to, you know, punish you every time that you do, you know, something little wrong? And I would say, you know, does God necessarily punish sin? In a way, you reap what you sow, right? The reason why God doesn't want us to sin, and I try to explain to people, is because he has our best interests in mind, right? He wants what's best for, for his children. So he doesn't want sin because sin usually causes hardship in your life. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. If you know, if you're a liar, well, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of lying. If you're a cheater, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of cheating. It's all about reaping what you sow. And really, the only way you're going to overcome that is through Christ. So right. talk about reaping what you sow. That's where my mind goes. But I know there's a, a lot of other ways that you can spin that conversation. And there's a positive way you can take it. There's a negative way you can take it. But when you put this, you know, thought together today for the show, where, where were you going to go? Well, I wasn't thinking about uh, the sin aspect, which is true, 100%. And we we should touch on that because that's a great point that you just made. But this concept of reaping what you sow is a biblical concept for our listeners who may not, maybe there's somebody listening right now has never heard it. What do you mean you reap what you sow? What does that even mean? So it means that it comes from the Bible. Galatians uh, is in the New Testament. Chapter 6, verse 7 says, uh, God cannot be mocked right it says uh actually i'll read it tj and then we'll then we'll start it says do not be deceived god cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows right so what does that mean well on a on a very simplistic thing it means like if you plant seeds for apple trees god says don't be deceived what you just planted you're going to reap and you're going to reap uh apples you know if you plant corn you're going to get corn. And there's, uh, you know, all kinds of ways, like you said, we can spin it. But the bottom line is if if you're doing something and it's going to produce a, a, a result, God's saying, don't be fooled. Don't let anybody fool you. You're going to reap what you're doing. You know what I mean? And it, and it could work for you in a great way. It can be a blessing in your life, this, this principle of reaping what you sow, or it can work against you. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to that's what I want to touch on this morning. Right. And in that same vein, it's like you can't expect that you can go to the gym for one day and you're going to be, you know, the next bodybuilder. One right. day one day of work. Right. Or my, like my coffee cup right here says, you know, the Disney show, The Incredibles, Mr. Right. Incredible, right? Yeah. Yeah, one day in the gym is not going to make you Mr. Incredible. Exactly. Exactly. But if you, you know, persevere and you go to the gym every day and you eat right and you do it the right way and yada 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 eventually you're going to reap what you sow right the life principle is you reap what you sow it's a biblical principle it's backed by the promise of god which you know it's it's god is saying listen this is really going to happen you reap what you sow so if you ate ice cream every night rather you're an unbeliever in the lord or a believer the reap what you sow principle applies to both types of people. An unbeliever, it applies to the atheist, 
as well as the Christ follower. So if you were to eat ice cream every night, and that's all you were to eat, right, seven days a week, and you know you had ice cream for dinner. There's a there. You're gonna reap what you sow, and there's a couple things you would probably reap. I mean, everybody's body chemistry is different. Some people can handle different things, but more than likely, you're gonna you're gonna reap some excess weight. You probably diabetes, diabetes, right? High, you know, high sugar in uh, your yeah. bloodstream, and uh, you know, on and on. And then it, you know, it just goes on from there. If you get diabetes, all kinds of things can happen to your eyesight to your feet, to your circulation. So you're reaping what you have sown. You planted, and now it's coming to fruition. And I I, I just, the shocking part of me is Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. Like God, it's a more or less a warning. Right. You know, God is saying, listen, don't be fooled. Whatever you reap, you're going to sow. You could, you, could, you could talk about anger, you know, in a marriage. If you're constantly sowing anger in a marriage, you're going to reap ultimately and eventually what you've been sowing. You know what I mean? And it's a life principle. It's a God principle. God's saying you're you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap anger. You know, or right. the or the fruit of being an angry person is going to come back to you like a boomerang, some way, somehow. And what I also want to talk about, TJ, is what people don't realize is when you plant a seed, you don't see that seed anymore. That's That was my gym example. It takes time. It takes time. Right, yeah. They say about this principle, there's three things that that is true. Uh, you always reap more than you sow, right? You always reap later than you sow. And you always reap what you sow. So three things. You reap what you sow. If you're planting apples, you're not going to get cucumbers. Yeah. You reap more than you've expected, right? When you plant a seed, one seed, the seed grows, and all kinds of seeds come out of that that one seed, right? And then so you always reap later. So you plant a seed. I just reseeded my lawn. Me too. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I got to get more done too. I got some bare spots. And, you know, I went and bought the seed and everything, and I bought I rented an aerator, which puts the plugs in the lawn. Yeah. And so I did all that. Uh, I, I put starter fertilizer down. I put lime down. Look at us, Middle America. All right. But you know, I tried a different type of seed this year, and it says like on a bag, guaranteed. You know, and everything. I forget yeah. the name of it. But anyway, I'm on pins and needles here. I need to know the end of the story. Well, it's taken a long time for this uh. seed to to hatch to come to fruition. But now I walked on the lawn. Uh, uh, yesterday was it, and I can see it all sprouting. So I'm like, Hallelujah! It's finally uh, kicking yeah. in. Well, we've had a lot of rain too, so now it'll finally start to pop up. Yeah, that and I've got sprinklers going on it, but but uh, but I'm reaping what I've sown. Yeah, you know, I I what did I sow? I sowed grass seed. What am I reaping? Grass seed. Right, not strawberries. Uh, right, and and what I think people don't understand, and myself included, is. You're definitely going to reap what you sow. So how can that, what I would like to say is, how can that work for you and how can it work against you? And if you want to talk about the sin, definitely, it, it you know, you reap what you sow with sin. You right. know what I mean? It's a biblical principle. It's meaning it's going to happen. Yeah. But it can work for your good. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think, it, I mean, it works across the board. And I don't know what uh, 
version of the Bible this is from, but I picked up a Galatians six, seven, eight, and actually, I don't know how far you went with this too. Did you did you read seven and eight, or did you just read seven? I just read seven. So if you go further, it says, "Don't be well." This so this version says, "Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant." Right. So that goes with our concept of right. whatever you plant is what you're going to harvest. Right. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from their sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. Right. Right. So but, it's like. So there's two options. Two options. You got the flesh. Right. Or you got the spirit. Yeah. And whatever one you say giddy up to. Right you're going to reap a different result is what the Bible is telling us. And you know what? Here's a statement I want to say. I don't know if you've ever heard this statement, but today, the day that you're living in, today is the father of tomorrow. So like whatever you're doing today is birthing what could be happening tomorrow. And that's basically in a nutshell, you know, reaping what you sow. Right. So if you're saving money today, you're going to benefit later you're going to reap what you've sown later if you're spending everything that you have and they're all biblical principles and the bible addresses both types of people the person the saver and the uh spender you know a fool the bible says spends whatever they have right i've done it been there got the t-shirt for spending whatever i had so i'm not mocking that lifestyle i've been there and had to learn the other way about saving but it's a it's the same principle applies you reap what you sow See, I like this concept, and I'll tell you why. I, I We have free will, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and because we have free will, it gives us a little bit of a responsibility, right? So we are responsible to take what God has given us and to do the right thing with it, right? Live the right way. Right. So you're like a, what they call a steward, or another word yeah, that steward. people can understand as a manager. Right, you're a manager. Yeah, you're a manager of your own life, and a lot of times you can get into trouble when you look at your life of with like, well, you know, there's an all-knowing God, and God just knows what's going to happen anyway, right? It's like with everything. It's like what we talk about with prayer. It's like right. why pray? God already knows the outcome. What do right. I have to ask Him for? Right. It's like the outcome's just going to be with the outcome. He's going to do His will anyway. Yeah, He's just going to do His will anyway. So it's like with this. It puts that responsibility, just like with prayer, it puts that responsibility back into the user's hands. Right. You know, so it's like, is God going to necessarily punish me? Like, is God going to, you know, strike me down with lightning if I go out and I cheat on my wife tonight? Chances are he probably won't, but I'm going to reap the consequences of that. So it puts the responsibility back on us. And the way that my mind works, I like knowing that if I work hard for something, there's going to be some benefits and gains to it. And if I do something crappy, there's going to be some, you know, crappy things that probably yeah, are going to happen. That's true. So it, it gives me something to strive for. You have a role and a responsibility. That That's true in prayer. That's true in this principle of reaping what you sow. You know, so like if you're so busy that you're not uh, spending any time with the Lord in prayer, which busy, I've said before in this broadcast, being under Satan's yoke, right? So busy busy is a danger zone for a successful prayer life. And we're all busy. Yeah, You have three kids, right? You have a business, you have a wife, 
you have a ministry, you have a radio program, you're busy. But the danger is when we're so busy, we're going to reap what we sow because we're busy. And, you know, if you're not investing, you know, in your marriage, if you're not investing in your children, if you're not investing in, you know, your prayer life, then God is saying, don't be deceived. I can't be mocked. You will reap what you sow. Uh, it's a warning to us, but it's also a blessing. Like you said, it's something to strive for because you can use it for your advantage. If I'm going to reap what I sow, then why don't I sow good stuff and just reap, reap you know, all the benefit? All the benefit. Yeah. You know, if if I'm investing time in prayer, you know, and I'm seeking the Lord's face in prayer, then I'm going to reap. I might not reap it right away because I've had prayers that have taken years to get answered, but they have gotten answered. I've had prayers that have taken minutes and seconds to get answered and they've gotten answered. But the bottom line is, if I'm sowing and seeking the Lord as he instructs me in his word to pray about everything, I'm going to reap the benefits of that lifestyle. But if I'm not praying about anything and I'm trying to handle things on my own, which to me is disaster for me personally, because I've tried it, uh, then I'm going to reap that, you know, and it, and it just goes on from there. It's, it's every life thing that you can imagine. It's always, this principle is always going to be into effect. Uh, you know, you reap what you sow. So my, what I want to convey to the listeners this morning, okay, that's what the Word of God says. You reap what you sow. You know, today is going to be, to, you know, tomorrow. Today's uh, planting of whatever it may be is going to be tomorrow's harvest, you know, in the future. If you're in a marriage right now and it's difficult and it looks like it's, it's headed for a rough patch, right, then I would say you take this principle and you start sowing love in your marriage, time with your wife, date night, let her talk. Like we could go on and on. We could do a marriage broadcast, which we should do, you know. But you get the, you understand what I mean? Yeah. So over time, the principle of God, not the principle of some guy who wrote a book about marriage, the principle of God is saying, hey, if you're persistent and you're sowing good things in your marriage, you're going to reap good things out of your marriage. If you're sowing bad things into your marriage, or not necessarily bad things, but just unwise decisions, then the the, the chances of you uh, having a su- successful marriage aren't going to be as good, you know? So, do does you that ever, make sense? It, it definitely does. Do you, do you ever have, or have you ever had a time in your life where you've put in the work, you've, you know, strived for something, with the expectation that you're going to reap what you sow and it hasn't come to fruition. I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, I can think of a, a, a few things, but, but actually I can think of more things that I've been diligent in and I've actually reaped good things for, you know, like years back, I switched the lifestyle from, you know, not really managing maybe finances so well and start saving more. And so I've reaped uh, the benefits uh, of that, not saving, you know, let's just say not a ton of money, but saving, you know, it works. You know what I mean? If you curtail your spending and budget and you put a little bit of money aside over time, you see that, you know, your savings will will, uh, increase and you're reaping what you sow. Right. Uh, But the question was, is there anything that I was diligent in and didn't see any fruit. Uh, 
at first, I would say there are a few things that I've prayed for because I just talked to God about this. And he said, well, have you noticed a few things? And I was praying about something for a long time, and I was very diligent in a season, a season of time, let's say a couple months, where I was crying out to God for something, and I didn't see any results. And it wasn't like I was like immediately discouraged, but I brought it up to God like once, twice, maybe three times. Like, hey, Lord, remember this time that I was really praying hard about this thing? I didn't really see you move in that area. Hmm. And then just the other day, I was talking to him again about it because it just came up on my mind. And he, I felt like the Lord was reminding me in my spirit, you know, that, well, have you noticed a few things in yeah. that realm in your life? And I was like, oh, yeah. Like everything's better in this particular area of my life. And it was regarding a relationship with somebody. And, and like, it is a lot better. And I'm like, wow, I have reaped what I sown. And forgive me, Lord, for not realizing it. So the question is, has, have I ever planted or, or sown anything? Uh, no, I can't think of it. But I got a crazy story of, of uh, something that really blew my mind with this principle. And it's a financial story. Okay. If you want me to share it. You ever hear of a Ford Expedition? Yeah. You know, well, yeah, when they first, the big boy, the big boy, when they first That's came a gas out, guzzler, baby. Yeah. 10 miles to the gallon, I think, Whew. maybe 12. 12, 12 is being generous. Right. <laughs> so when That's they like first Hummer. came out, we wanted one the worst way. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. My wife and I, because they were just sharp. Well, gas was probably like what, like 80 cents a gallon. Back yeah. <laughs> but we were new Christians and we learned this principle of, you know, about giving towards God's work. You know, in the church that we were going through, it was a little church at the time, and they were explaining these principles to us, things we'd never even heard of because we were very new in Christ. We gave our lives to Christ, I think it was a year later. So we went out and we bought a Ford Expedition, brand new from the Ford dealership. Then over the weekend, we heard about these giving principles and, you know, how to put God first in your finances and things like that. Well, we had a high payment on this brand new Ford Expedition. We just bought it. Yeah. And we loved it. And it was like, it was green. It was like metallic green. It was beautiful. <laughs> well, we made a decision that weekend. You know, you have like three days, you know, like to do a financial decision. Then you can like take yeah. the vehicle back. And we're, we took it back based on putting God first. It was wow. all new to us. So we took it back. We gave it to them. They didn't really want it back. But they yeah, knew the sure law. We knew the law, the three-day thing we we're like look we, we we made a bad decision we can't afford this thing you know take it back and yeah. they took it back then we started investing in uh what we would call god's kingdom you know his will his way putting god first taking a portion of our finances and giving it you know and then uh four years later not right away so we're actually reaping something right you reap what you sow we made a wise decision to take a gas guzzler a high payment back, stuck with our old car, at the same time giving toward those, the Lord's work, right? sacrificing. I get on this unit at work in the crime scene unit, it's called, right, in the state police. This, this just blows my mind. When you're in a crime scene unit, you can drive that vehicle 24-7. You can put your family in it. If you get a call, you have to drop your family off and you got to respond to the call, but you're on, you're on call 24-7, so they give you this... 24-7 access to their car, which they pay for the gas, they pay for the insurance. Are you, you're you never not on call, though? 
you're never not on call. Wow. Yeah, which is a little pressure, you know what I mean? But That's a lot of pressure. But what type of car do you think they gave me? Well, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. And, I, and this is, Chris, this is a wild guess. I mean, I don't even know where I'm getting this idea from. <laughs> Probably a Ford Expedition. Black with black tinted windows. Nice. <laughs> Ford Expedition. Four years later? Four years later. Wow. Uh, not even looking for it, not even expecting it, just going you know, through life. Uh, trying to do the right thing for the Lord, making mistakes, confessing those mistakes, dusting myself off, but continue to try to pursue, you know, uh, the Lord's will in my life. And God said, well, you know what? I think it's time that you reap what you sow. You made a decision to take that car back for one reason, because of me. So I'm going to show you my power and my sovereignty. I, they could have gave me any car, TJ, because they have different cars on the lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't ask for it. They gave me that. And it was just like, we knew when we when we got that car, we thought back to the day that we took that same vehicle back. And so we reap what we sow in a good way in that circumstance. Have I reaped uh, bad things? Absolutely. You know, uh, I can think of like times being, you know, rude you know what I mean, to my wife or whatever in marriage and, and not really communicating well and all that. I've reaped all kinds of stupid stuff for stupid decisions I've made. But at the end of the day, what I really want to say is the principle of reaping what you sow works. It could work for you or it could work against you. And God is saying in his word, listen, you guys can take me serious about this or not, but this is what's going to happen. So if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely makes sense. And I mean, that's what I said in the beginning of this broadcast is that I absolutely love this concept. Um, you know, I love the idea that like God could just be completely pulling the strings if he wanted to, you know, like right. he could treat us like angels and could completely take all of our free will out of the whole equation. But he allows us to make decisions that could either benefit us or hurt us. Right. And I love the fact that he he gives us that, you know that amount of free will, that the ball's in our court. That's a great way to, to say it. The ball's in our court. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, not all on God. It, it's not just like he, you know, God's sovereign. Yes. He knows what's going to happen. Yes. You know, he's seen it. He knows. He's in control of the universe. He is in control of the universe. Right. But just like how it's, if you make the decision to follow, to follow the Lord with your heart, that decision is on you. Right. Right. At the end of the day that he knows that if you're going to make that decision or not. And ultimately, ultimately, you could say it's up to him, but that's still your decision. Right. You know, yeah, so you're, you're, he doesn't want robots. He doesn't want robots. And it's in this specifically. You, you truly you are not a robot whatsoever because you really. It really is on you. I mean, I, I can think of so many times in my life where. I've reaped what I've sown, you know, whether it's been short-term or long-term, a lot of short-term, a lot of long-term. I mean, I think we could all, you get to a certain age and you can start looking back on your life and you're like, wow, you know, right. all the decisions that you've yeah. made. Yeah, you're up. a product of your decisions. You're a product of all your decisions. And like you said, like, what was it yesterday's decision? Uh, today is the father of tomorrow. Today is the father of tomorrow. So yeah, it's all based off of what you've done. And you know what else I want to say too? It's it's never too late. 
to get started going in the right direction. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe there's somebody listening to us, TJ, and they've sown horrendous things. They've sown heartache and pain. They've disrespected, disowned, denied, and uh, walked away from the Lord. Right. And I want to tell somebody that's listening right now, there's a guy in the Bible named Peter who disrespected, disowned, and denied the Lord. And at the end of the day, God, Jesus, cooked him breakfast, invited him to breakfast, prepared a meal for him, and restored him. You know, so if you've reaped heartache and pain, if you've reaped four divorces, if you've reaped debt out your ears, if you do what God's telling you to do from this day forth, you'll, you can flip it. You know what I mean? You can have a different result in the future. Today is the father of tomorrow. You reap what you sow. And some things ultimately aren't redeemable without Jesus, but that's the beauty of Jesus. That's right. Right? Is that he redeems everything. Thank God. Yeah. And there's no, like you said, there's nothing, if you choose Jesus now, there's nothing in your life that you can't, that he can't fix. He can't put you in the right direction. Uh, A couple years ago, I was doing a documentary and um, it was about these it was, if I get down to it, it was really about how can you make a positive impact on, you know, kids in your community and like be a mentor to people and, you know, put, help kids get in the right direction. And, um, we took these kids all over the place and did all these different things with them, like, and, you know, how to meet people. And we got to take them to meet, uh, an ex NFL running back. And this guy, man, you want to talk about reaping what you sow uh, number one draft pick for the Cleveland Browns, uh, like, I don't know how, 2003, maybe 2004, a while ago, right? Wow. He gets kicked out of the NFL, like, I don't know, first or second season. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I heard the whole story. Gets kicked out of the NFL. Um, his wife tried to stab him. Wow. High school sweetheart. His wife tried to stab him. Drug addicted. Just completely going down the wrong, wrong road. All right, so gets saved. Wow. Life completely flips around. Still married to the same woman that was his high school sweetheart who tried to stab him. Right. <laughs> I think she actually may have stabbed him. Right. Um, you know, he never, he, he didn't, wasn't able to redeem his, his career in the NFL, but now he's a speaker. He goes to schools. He talks to kids about their decisions and all this stuff, which is how we got linked up with him. Yeah. Um, and the one of the things that he said when we were talking to him, and we weren't really like, this wasn't a Christian documentary necessarily. It was just, you know, a feel good, like, hey, you know, get get involved, help kids, you know, be in your community documentary. So right. it was a good, a good vibes documentary, yeah, yeah. if you will. Encouraging. Um, encouraging, yeah. And we didn't expect, or no, we did not know it was going in this direction. But he started talking to these kids who are not Christians. I mean, these the kids that we had with us were like troubled youth. Right. Right. So they weren't like, they weren't going down a good path when we, when we started working with them. So, and I wasn't really where I was just videographer. So, but I mean the the people in the documentary. So anyway, so he starts going down the Jesus path and I'm like, Oh man, like I'm like the only Christian in the room. So I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you know, like I'm getting all pumped up and I'm looking at these kids and filming and like trying to figure out what what are they going to do? What's going to be their reaction? And you know what I'll say, like, we had some interesting conversations after that because it, it started to like, 
started to get their their wheels turning a little bit. Right. And the thing that he said to them that I think really hit home for all of them is he started talking about Jesus and he goes, you know, you could you could argue all, in any part of the Bible, if you want, you could argue that God exists. Like a lot of people argue this stuff. A lot of people have, you know, a lot of what they think is evidence that can disprove God or disprove that Jesus was the Christ, you know, and he was who he said he was. And he was like, but you know what? There's one thing that you can't argue. He's like, you can't look at my life and argue that my life's changed. Wow. You know, so, and now look at this guy. He's got like seven kids now. <laughs> He's married to the same woman. He's on the right path. He's speaking in schools. Um, changing lives. He, he's changing lives. And like, and you just, if you look at his life and you think about where he came from to where he is now, I mean, you know, he's not in the NFL anymore, but I would argue that his life is on a much more positive trajectory, oh, you know, absolutely. than it was by being, you know, he was it, headed for, oh, he was, he was headed for hell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was bad. Like it was bad. Right. So, and, and what's crazy is it didn't start out that bad. Right. You know, it just started to get further sure. and further, further down the rabbit hole. And that's what happens. You know, one decision leads to another bad decision, leads to another bad decision. Mm. And you start reaping what you sow. Um, Always going to reap what you sow. Yeah. So, God is not mocked. But, and in that same vein, like you were saying, hey, he switched. He got saved. Yeah. He switched. Use it to your advantage. Use it to his advantage. And now he's leading a completely different lifestyle. Right. And he's reaping what he's sowing. Right. You know, the that, benefits of that. That's what I want to tell folks. I want to tell them like, hey, no matter what you've done, there's a person called Jesus Christ who will forgive you of everything you've ever done. Actually, Hebrews 8.12, one of my favorite verses says, he will forgive our wickedness. Just doesn't say sin, it says wickedness, right? And remember our sins no more. It's amazing, right? So if somebody listening gives their life to Jesus Christ and asks Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, who is the Savior, who is the only one qualified because he died a sinless death, TJ, the Bible says that God will look upon them in 2 Corinthians it says as if they never sinned. Right. So like God looks at TJ Laurie as if he's never sinned, which, you know, like that's like a, you got like a like brain freeze kind of moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I just want to wrap up, you know, I think it's a good conversation that we've had. I, I, yeah, I, we could go on and on. I mean, I, we, we, I'm sure both have countless stories we could tell. Oh, we could, and maybe, maybe another broadcast on it. But here's the one thing I want to end with is this. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible that says, he who honors me, I will honor, right? So if you honor God, you're going to reap what? God, honor. Honor. God says, I'm going to honor those, not everybody on the earth, just those who honor me, I will honor, right? It's not automatic. It doesn't happen. You don't fall out of your crib and say, well, that guy's got, you know, the gift of honoring God, so God's going to honor him. No, you have to develop it. You have to work on it. You have to research it. You have to study it. You have to pray about it. But I'm telling anybody that's listening to this broadcast right now, no matter what life they're living right now, if they make a decision to say, from this day forth, I'm going to strive. I won't always arrive. I'm going to sin. I'm going to make mistakes. But if I can just learn how to honor God, then I'm going to reap what I've sown. What are you going to reap? God honoring you. What what could be more powerful than that? The God of the universe saying, I'm going to honor TJ. I'm going to honor Bob. I'm going to honor Sally. I'm going to honor Maria. I'm going to honor Joe or whoever you are listening to this broadcast. Just take a moment, put your life on pause, 
and say, I got to learn how to honor God because if I do, the principle of sowing and reaping is going to come to fruition in my life and God himself is going to honor me. So that's... that's with that, I'm in. With that, that's it. (laughs) So with that, we're going to end this broadcast. We pray you were blessed by it today. And uh, if you need TJ or or myself, we're always available through our website, godtaughtme.com. We have a prayer link on there where you just click it, you submit a message to us, it comes to us, and we'll respond to you and pray for you. So God bless you guys, and catch you on the next broadcast. Catch you on the flippity-flop. For more information on anything that Chris is doing, visit godtaughtme.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. 